Welcome to What's the Root Cause, a podcast brought to you by our team of doctors and health experts to give tools that you can use to find and heal the root cause of your health problems. Enjoy this episode hosted by the dedicated team at Root Cause Medical Clinic. Hello, Dr. Vicki Peterson here. I wanted to speak to you today about something called intermittent fasting. As soon as we hear that word fasting, we kind of go, oh, <laughs> I don't like to be hungry. I don't like to starve. Of course, nobody does. Um, however, over the years, uh, many researchers have looked at the concept of calorie restriction. So they would take animals like mice and rats and uh, they would cut their calorie intake. And they did this all day, every day. And they definitely found some positive associations with this. Um, it has long been known that mammals that are on the lighter side do live longer than mammals who are of an of a average or above average weight. So being slightly on the slender side um, has proven uh, a good thing for longevity. But intermittent fasting is a little different. So instead of all day, every day restricting calories, uh, what inter you know, the word intermittent, so it's on, it's off, uh, what they've done, and there's a few different ways you can do intermittent fasting. You, could, you can eat one day and fast the next. Um, you can miss a meal or two a day and then eat normally when you do eat. Uh, the type of intermittent fasting that I like the best is you don't eat for a period of 12 to 16 hours every day. And and then you eat the rest of the time. That might sound like a long period of time, but I'll, I'll explain how it's not actually that difficult. Um, but the ben benefits are really vast. Uh, giving the body that break from eating uh, decreases insulin levels. Insulin is something we have a tremendous problem with in this country. Uh, high insulin or um, having insulin resistance is associated not only with obesity, but the number one killers, uh, heart disease. It's also associated with diabetes. Um, so having insulin levels lower is very much associated with intermittent fasting, and that's a very good thing. There also seems to be a very strong brain protection response that occurs with intermittent fasting. And there have been several studies. I'm going to look down for a second. Um, there was a, a Dr. Uh, Matson who did some research, and he found that um, what fasting did was it actually stimulated uh, the defense network in the brain against cells being damaged. Uh, there was another study that looked at a specific protein that actually slows the rate of death of neurons or our nerve cells. So. Um, been a lot of studies showing that with Alzheimer's and Parkinson's that um, patients who did the intermittent fasting uh, fared much better as far as just their, their cognitive ability, their memory. So it seems very brain protecting as well as being anti-inflammatory and inflammation we know is the initiator of most degenerative diseases. Uh, it increases our immune function, it lowers cholesterol and triglycerides. So overall there's a lot of positive. Now is there some negative? Of course nothing's perfect. Um, mostly seen with uh, people with very unstable blood sugar. I myself in my 20s uh, couldn't go for more than three hours <laughs> without eating other than uh, the brief respite during, during sleep um, because my blood sugar was so unstable. So I would not at that time have been a candidate uh, for intermittent fasting, but I also wasn't very healthy. So um, once I regained my health, um, 
it wasn't difficult to do that. And I'll go into how I do that uh, each day in a, in a moment. Um, also, there have been some studies, there's not a lot of studies being done on this, but there have been some, some studies that show that it's not good for women of childbearing years who are trying to conceive because while there's a lot of health benefits, there also can be some masculinizing um, attributes that occur, meaning uh, women are less fertile when, when they go through this, which, you know, maybe is a bit of a response historically of um, if there wasn't enough food, it doesn't really make sense to get pregnant because maybe, you know, there's a famine going on. So could be a little bit of a historical response there occurring. But once again, there's not a tremendous amount of research. Um, definitely historically mentioning that uh, man uh, has for most of uh, our history eaten when there was food and then fasted because there wasn't food. So that sort of um, eating for, for a few hours and then, and then taking a break sometimes for days uh, was very common as far as our ancestors are concerned. Now, how do you do it if you want to try this? If you think about your average day, maybe you have dinner anywhere between 6 and 8 at night. Uh, maybe you go to bed between 10 and 11. So if you eat on the earlier side, maybe you have a little snack around 9 o'clock, a good hour or so before you go to bed. So, you, so your last input of food is maybe 9, 9.30, something like that. Then you go to sleep. You hopefully sleep for a good 8 hours. Uh, you get up. Maybe it's somewhere between 6 and 7 that you arise. Um, you get up, you can drink some water, that's certainly fine. And then what would be a great thing to do is to go exercise for 45 minutes an hour uh, because that is the best time of day to exercise on an empty stomach first thing in the morning. For fat burning, uh, muscle building, it's, it's definitely a great time. So then you go off and you do that, you come back, you take a shower. What are we looking at? You know, maybe it's 8.30 in the morning, 9 o'clock. I make a green smoothie every morning, but regardless of what you have uh, for breakfast, green smoothies are kind of easy because they're transportable. So I make it, bring it with me in the car, and I actually just don't start eating it until I'm feeling very hungry. So for me, that, that ends up being a good um, anywhere 13, 14 hours every day, depending on the day. So looking back at the scenario we were painting earlier, if you don't start eating breakfast or, or having that smoothie, whatever you bring with you, until 10, 10.30 in the morning, you've, e you've easily just gone 13 hours and you haven't really missed it, you know, because you've been asleep for most of it and then you were exercising. So um, it's actually not that hard to do. And as we said, that nice bulk of time can really provide some very good health benefits. So. Um, look into this if you will. Certainly get back to me with any questions you have. I'm more than happy to answer them. And, uh, and by the way, when you go through, the, through these fasting periods, uh, what they've seen in animal studies anyway is that um, the animals tend to eat less overall, which then can uh, definitely lead to some good weight loss if that's needed. So until next time, I wish you very good health and please do get back to me with any questions you have. How did you like the episode? Whether you are healthy and want to become healthier or are struggling with symptoms, Root Cause Medical Clinic is here to help. Call us to ask about how our personalized approach to healthcare can help you.